0: First question: Why do you want to do this interview?
1: Uh, um, well, I want to help, um, well, help you understand what it's like being a maverick person. I guess if that's what you're looking at, and um, and also get across, yeah, there's alternative views of what an entrepreneur is, not just the uh, stereotypes.
0: Wonderful. How would you define a maverick, Bruce?
1: Um. Well, I think it's someone who goes against the grain, mm-hmm. um, but not necessarily at the expense of other people. So I think sometimes when you think of a maverick, you think of someone who's kind of winning or, uh, you know, sort of um, striding out on their own. Um, I think you can do that in a more collaborative way. Mm-hmm. But um, so it's not necessarily about being an individual. It's sort of about going in a sort of contrarian perspective.
0: OK. Why do you think you're a maverick? You've given me a description.
1: Uh well, I, I guess I don't follow a pattern, so none of my contemporaries followed the same route that I have, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's also, I get something out of not following the herd, so not feeling like I'm just doing things because other people do it.
0: Okay. The London School of Economics developed a maverickism scale. I'm going right. to give you seven statements and you just need to say true, false, can't decide. Right, okay. People tell me that I'm a maverick or words to that effect.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I have a knack for getting things right when least expected.
1: Um, not sure that applies. <laughs>
0: I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. Uh, that's true. I'm much more productive than other people.
1: Um that's probably not true actually. Okay.
0: I have very unusual talents. Uh
1: not sure that applies to okay. what unusual talents are.
0: Okay. I'm generally underestimated by people.
1: Um not true, actually. Okay.
0: I do things differently and better than most people when I work.
1: Uh Probably the former, I'm not sure about the latter, but yeah, true.
0: Why do you do things differently, Bruce? Uh,
1: It's just the way I see the world.
0: It's just the way you see the world. Can you give me an example of what you do differently and how?
1: Um... I think um, a lot of people try to um, solve a problem by sort of uh, reducing it or uh, analysing the issue rather than looking at the broader context. And I tend to look at the broader context first and then go and have a look at the issue. Okay.
0: Is what you do equated to the bottom line or something else?
1: Um, well, yeah, we're not really a bottom line company. That doesn't really apply. I mean, we have profit targets and so on to survive but that's not what drives the business so what does? So there are broader goals yeah
0: so what does what's the something else you do this for
1: uh well we want to do there could there are easier ways of achieving achieving a profit in financial services and we are not doing them okay so if we want to be an ethical company and we want to prove that ethical finance can be can exist and thrive then we have to do things right wonderful but it's not always easy
0: is any part of being a maverick to do with autonomy over your
1: life? Um, no, probably the opposite, actually. I think it gives you less control. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you have to give up some of the uh, supporter frameworks that you have, and um, that means you don't have a safety net if things go wrong. Okay.
0: Does doing things differently require certain skills, talents or mindsets? And if so, what are they?
1: Um, Well, I think there's a a creative... To be creative in your response to a problem, then you have to be open to developing an insight. So so a lot of people try and go straight to a solution. I think the skill is not to do that, but to Mm -hmm. try and think about what... solution might be um, and um, develop an ability to deal with ambiguity so a lot of people don't like ambiguity they tend to want to eradicate ambiguity whereas ambiguity is usually where the answers are you just have to deal with it for a bit. Okay. So most people want certainty. Yes.
0: What are the challenges to being a maverick?
1: Uh, You don't make any money. Right. uh, yeah, it's not sustainable always um, because you are experimenting. Mm-hmm.
0: What's been the lowest point of your journey as a maverick?
1: Um, I don't know. I think the the um, I mean, I've had several different <coughs> maverick jobs or careers, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, each one has ended with a degree of. Uh, well, if it has changed, it's been a degree of failure involved in that some form. Mm-hmm. So I think it's that you keep, I think the adventure is to keep going, even though you know you've got a reasonable chance of failure.
0: Okay. Do you think you're born or bred a
1: maverick? Um, it's mixed too. two. I don't really, I think mostly it's how you're brought up and what you're brought up to believe in. Um Uh, but I would appear to be, there are elements of me that kind of warm to um, an alternative mindset that I know just don't fire the neurons of um, friends of mine who have similar upbringings.
0: Okay. Do you think your childhood impacted in any any way on being a maverick, and how so? Um,
1: Yeah, probably. I think my dad was quite a maverick in his own way, um, probably to his detriment, and... There was a period when I kind of rebelled against that and wanted to conform. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to Cambridge because I thought that was a good place to go and sort of establish yourself in the world. It was the one thing he had managed to do was get a degree. Mm -hmm. Um, But I got quite disillusioned with that because it was very much about privilege and a kind of soft path to power and wealth. But wasn't terribly meaningful in the end. You weren't really in control of your life, you were just wealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's interesting the number of people who've sort of had midlife crises who are my contemporaries at uni. Okay,
0: okay. How is your enthusiasm and drive and energy related to being a maverick? Uh,
1: well, I like to. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting to sort of tread your own path, so yeah, that gives you energy. Um, I would hate to be doing the same thing day in, day out, just because it earned me money.
0: Okay. How do you see rules, Bruce?
1: Um. Yeah, they're, they're just guidelines, to quote the guys from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, rules are made by people who think that's how you control behaviour, and um, rules are usually the way that people then work out how to get around them um, okay. I'm much more in favour of principles and ethics than I am in terms of rules, I think they guide people better.
0: Okay, thank you Have you always taken a maverick approach to business or was there a particular trigger? You said at one stage you were conforming so
1: Well that was more in terms of going to university, I think okay. yeah since university I've I've always um, well I've either been sold as or trained as to be Uh, different or think differently and um no i think it's pretty much the defining theme
0: okay are you always a maverick or do you choose to be so at times and why
1: um i won't always impose my personality or perspective on a group um i will be quiet sometimes that's not the same as conforming it's just i'm not sure it's terribly useful to the group to have someone disrupt it
0: okay do you turn your maverickism you said you About you don't say it sometimes because it might be disruptive, but do you turn the dial on your maverickism level up and down? So, for example, I'm talking to Billy, she's interviewing, Mm -hmm. like, you know, all these people who think differently. I can be as crazy as I like here. And tomorrow you might be going to a business meeting and um, you think, oh, they can only handle a four out of five. Do you do that? No.
1: No, I don't really have a dial.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I will,
1: but I I keep quiet if I think I shouldn't disrupt stuff. So there's a a difference between what I don't do is pretend to be something other than I'm not.
0: Okay. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business?
1: Um, Well, the advantages are that you solve problems better. Uh, The disadvantages are that people don't always come along with you on the solution. Okay. And how...
0: And has age and experience altered your maverick approach, and if so, how have you grown?
1: Uh, I'm probably less arrogant now, Um, less likely to think that my perspective is the correct one, Um, so therefore more collaborative with age. Okay.
0: What aspects of your business are you most maverick in? So abundance generation, what's what's the thing you do that is least like other companies?
1: Well, our advertising is quite distinctive, um, and our website, I mean everything about our brand really, I, I probably focused, if I have an influence within Abundance, it's been on the branding and the marketing, so that's where we are most individual, okay. yeah, original, yeah.
0: And what aspects of your business are you least maverick in? What do you do just like everybody else?
1: Well, the stuff I don't touch, I don't get involved with operations, because you don't want to maverick people's money, no. um, and I don't so much have the influence within projects because that's a complex world where they're looking at the structuring of financial products I have a view on it but it's not a maverick view i don't have confidence in my own perspective when it comes to that okay
0: how do you balance being a maverick with home life
1: mm, it's not terribly good for uh, positive home life i would think <laughs> okay
0: is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind
1: um, not really. I think it's more, um, I want to feel like I've been useful. I don't really care if people remember me or not. Okay.
0: Mavericks tend to be risk takers. What's the biggest risk in business you've taken to date?
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, starting abundance when we didn't have any money and I didn't have any income for a while. That was quite a big risk financially. Uh, yeah. And then pretty much every day is a risk in abundance for a start
0: Okay. How long has Abundance been going now, Bruce? Nearly
1: six years. Nearly six
0: years. And in the last five years, you haven't done any other projects apart from Abundance Generation. Is that right?
1: Uh, pretty much. I've been involved in things. Okay. So I'm a, a non exact director on a couple of things, but nothing. Okay. Not, not strategic, as they are complementary to my role at Abundance. Okay.
0: What would you consider are the characteristics of a successful venture?
1: Um, a, a clear strategy, um, a good team that delivers that, um, ability to adapt and change your plan according to the circumstances.
0: And would you say that abundance generation is uh, meets that criteria of success?
1: Mm, two out of three. We're not so adaptable. Um, we, we 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 do sometimes. We are sometimes a bit beholden to events. Okay. Uh, we could be better at adapting.
0: Okay What leads to successful execution of a venture? You've said what success looks like. Mm. so what leads to it?
1: Um, I think it's your ability to step back from the day to day and set a really clear strategy for what you want to, that is what you are going to achieve and then and then get down into the detail of how you're going to get there. I think a lot of people, when they talk strategy, they really are talking about. How they're going to get there, not not where they want to go. Okay. Um, and unless you've got a really clear cool idea about where you want to go, um, you will find all those how to questions are very circular.
0: Okay. What
1: do, you, a lot of time.
0: what do you do that makes the venture successful? What did you bring to the table to Abundance Generation?
1: Um, well, the research insight and the marketing, okay. Okay. You know, the capacity to do innovative forms of branding and marketing. Okay.
0: When a venture is unsuccessful, what do you think are the main reasons for failure?
1: Um, well, probably the adaptability point. You know that okay. you don't. You get too stuck on an idea of what you are, and you're not listening enough to what the world is telling you. You have to be. Okay.
0: As a maverick, what are you afraid of?
1: Um, being stuck in a job where I have to do the same thing day in day out with no freedom to change my path. Okay.
0: How important, you've touched on team, how important is team to you as a maverick?
1: Um, Well, I think that's a separate thing. I I like to develop people and to encourage them to become autonomous and challenge, which is an element of maverickism, Mm -hmm. uh, so that no one can feel, that should feel that they shouldn't say something because they think I won't like it. Okay. Does
0: your being a maverick affect your approach to leadership, do you think?
1: Um, Possibly. I don't know that I'm particularly a leader. Um, I can be at certain points in the process, but I don't think I'm overall... I'm more of a facilitator than I am a leader.
0: OK. How and where did you get your permission to be a Maverick? Uh,
1: I didn't ask for it.
0: Okay. Do you think you gave it to yourself?
1: Um. Don't, I don't really know any other way to be. So it's a different person that would be not a maverick.
0: Okay. How do you think creativity and innovation are related to being a maverick?
1: Um. Well, I think... Creativity is part of it because you, you, you're constantly thinking, well, what if something else? Mm-hmm. But that's not always that useful when you think about innovation. Innovation is delivering stuff ultimately. Mm-hmm. So you have to know when to stop challenging and just allow something to happen and see how it goes.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: Right.
0: Mavericks tend to be learners. What are you a student of?
1: Um, oh, Pretty much anything, really. Uh, politics and um, culture, okay. and in the broadest sense of you know, social and cultural uh, trends and themes, okay. philosophy.
0: What do, you, do you draw on other Mavericks in any way? Uh,
1: a little bit, um, I've seen others that have sort of cut an interesting new path and I'll probably have a look at how they did it, okay. but I wouldn't say I particularly follow anybody. Okay.
0: Is there anyone who's a maverick that inspires you?
1: Uh, No, I think when you're a maverick, you tend to take your inspiration from yourself.
0: Okay. What motivates you as a maverick? What makes you jump out of bed every morning and say, right, today I'm going to go into abundance and this is what I'm going to try and achieve?
1: Um, What's the the thing that uh, drives you? Yeah, I'm not an early riser. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, it's exciting to see things happen, but I I think it's... I don't think I sort of... You don't really turn off, so I'm not someone that gets up in the morning and thinks, right, this long and do at work. I've already been probably thinking about it overnight. Yeah. I think it's more... I'm always... It's not a question of motivation. I'm always thinking. Okay, okay. It's not something where I think, oh, I'm going to do this now because I did something else on the weekend. Right. Uh, There's no particular boundaries there.
0: Is any part of being a maverick related to finding out who you are and what you're capable of?
1: Mm, I don't know. Yes, I guess so. But, um, I mean, that would be true of anything. I don't... No, I'm not... I'm not um, introspective. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm interested in other people more than I'm interested in myself. Fair enough.
0: Do you like being a maverick?
1: Uh, It has its moments, but I think um, sometimes I wish I was more uh, conciliatory. And uh, I know sometimes I say things that annoy people, and you don't always want to do that all the time. Okay,
0: okay. Is being a maverick a, important or a responsibility in any way?
1: Um, yeah, if you're doing something useful. Um, so I think that we, we sort of sleepwalk into things mm-hmm. as a society and so some people need to be awake. Um, I think at the moment we're rather sleepwalking into stuff. Uh, so yeah, if, if the role of maverick is to kind of go, hang on a minute, there's another way... Well, you don't have to accept a status quo. And here's an example of how not to do that. Well, so that would be useful. Okay.
0: On a scale of 1 to 10, how maverick are you? Uh, oh,
1: it's hard because there's no relative measure on that. Um, I would say that percentage-wise, mm.
0: 80%. Okay. What advice, Bruce, would you give to someone who feels they're a maverick so that they could be the best maverick they could possibly be?
1: Um, well, it, it, it's the old JFDI. I think the, um, you, you won't know until you try. Okay. So why don't you get on with it? Stop thinking about it, because that's not a terrible maverick thing to do. You might as well get on with it, because what, what, what do you care what anyone else thinks? Exactly.
0: <laughs> What's your biggest challenge right now?
1: The uh, biggest challenge is to get my brand into the mainstream, so to be less maverick.
0: Okay. If you could have a superhero power, what would it be?
1: Um, to read minds. Wow! Okay.
0: Do you have one quote that defines you as a maverick? Some people say, yeah, I've got this, it's on, in front of my wall or it's... Oh, I see. Um, well, it's, it's
1: Jeff, the if you can that, But it, it, uh, it was a, put on a t-shirt for me when I once coached a rowing eight, um, which is uh, the most common phrase I would use with this rowing eight to motivate them because they weren't very good, but they had to get over the line somehow. And, um, so, yeah, JFDI would do that. Okay.
0: What would you like to have been asked that I haven't asked you?
1: Oh, um... Well, I guess there's, as a, to be considered, I guess, I mean, a maverick is the label that other people give you. I don't think I walk around thinking of myself as a maverick no. as a word. Yeah. So I think it would be, what word would you use instead of maverick? And if, if I ask that question, it's, for me, it's, um, I mean, uh, people use lots of, Phrases and words to describe me and what sort of thinking I am—so disruptive or creative or whatever yeah. it might be. Um, I don't think of myself in that way. I think I'm actually quite coldly logical. Okay. And I'm coldly logical because I don't even accept my own assumptions, and I challenge them. I don't start from a set of assumptions that like this is how the world is. I'm yeah. not interested in that, and it can change on a daily basis because the world changes. So I don't I don't walk around. On a kind of steady foundation, I'd rather walk around on the sand and accept that it's fluid and moves. Okay. So That's th- what makes it interesting.
0: Well, thank you very much for letting me right.
1: interview you.